your girls Cass and Kathleen. We're coming at you again. How we doing, Cass? We're doing A-OK, Kath. It's nice to see ya. Nice to see ya. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't I don't know, but you're delirious. I know. We we really haven't talked that much because I was in Vegas for, I don't know, felt like a freaking month, Wednesday to Monday evening. I figured I would come back with a sickness being there for that long and with that many people. And sure enough, I do have a cold. I took a COVID test and it's not COVID, even though I was kind of hoping it was because it's not that bad right now. And I just like want it out of my system for the holiday season. But it's just a boring old cold. So I have a little... um nasal stuff going on. So I'm sorry. It's not my usual sexy voice. It's now a hinged cold sex voice. <laughs> I th- I was going to say, I think it's kind of sexy. I'm feeling it. Oh, thank You're you. just not going to be as loud as you normally are. I think it's more way. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm sure the listeners are loving to hear that though, that I'm not going to be quite as loud as normal. No, everybody loves your loudness. Well, listen, just drink your uh, your ginger tea, throw a little turmeric in there, lemon, yes. honey, yep. you'll be good to go. Oh yeah, baby. I'm taking my emergency, flushing the liquids, doing all, all that in a bag of chips. All right, girl. Well, listen, we're really excited for this episode today. We are doing a little bit of a new format, Ask Us Anything. We really wanted to do this because a lot of listeners, Cassie, have written in and asked us what we would do in like certain situations or like what our perspectives are. So we thought maybe we'd put it out there. What do you guys want to know? Do you want to know more about us? Do you want to hear our advice? So we're excited to answer some questions that we got today. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, I wanted to call in during your episode. And I'm like, all right, well, what did you want to know? Or what did you want to add or anything? And so it's been really fun to hear what people have to say about our episodes during our episodes or yeah, questions, our advice. And again, our tagline is, We are not therapists. We've just been to one. So please keep that in mind as we're giving our opinion or our advice. And this is literally just what we would be telling our own girlfriends. (laughs) You know what I was thinking this week? Do you ever hear that phrase, those cannot do teach? (laughs) Because I feel like that's kind of what we got going on. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like our lives are fucked up. They have been fucked up, but we got the best advice. (laughs) literally the best. We might not take our own advice, but we got the best for you guys. <laughs> I know, right? Well, we're we're better about that though. We take our own advice now, I think. It's a, it's a learning curve. Yeah, yes, for sure. Well, why don't you kick it off with the first question? Okay. So, we are going to just dive right in with a with a deep first question here. Would you stay with someone after they cheated. I'm going to let you answer first, Kath. Would I stay with someone after they cheated? Well, I have with my high school ex. He cheated on me multiple, 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 multiple times. I was still finding out about girls well into my late 20s that he cheated on me with. Um, Super embarrassing stuff, but it's okay. I got him back. But anyways... I stayed with him, but would I do that today? Absolutely not. I mean, if Scott was a serial cheater, I would cut that shit so fucking fast. Yes, we have a child together, but when you're with a man, 
that is doing this behavior over and over and over again. He clearly has no respect for you. He knows he can get away with it. He's not going to stop. So cut him fucking loose. Your kids will be better off. But I don't know, Cassie, if it was a one-time thing with Scott, I I think I'd reconsider it. We'd definitely be in therapy. We'd probably try to get to the root of what was really going on because that's usually what it is. It's usually not the act of cheating itself. There's something in the relationship that's lacking. That's what drove them to do that. Um, So I would be, because I had a child, if I didn't have a child, maybe not, but because I have a child, I'd be willing to get to the bottom of it. Let's work it out together. Well, what do you think? Well, what would you do? Well, I was just going to say ditto by 10 billion percent of what you just said, because it is very situational, a serial cheater. That's not even getting to the root of a problem of what's lacking in your relationship. That's getting to the root of a problem with that individual. They have something yeah, that they have to work on. Like you said, if it's a one-time thing, okay, is there, were you guys separated? Are you, were you distant? Are you not even talking and living in the same household? Like in drove that other person to do it one time. And I feel like that is totally different than dealing with somebody that is just out there to do it because they want to do it. They think they can get away with it. They think that they have, that they're doing nothing wrong because their ego is so effing big and they're so high on themselves that they're not going to stop. And then they're going to come back and make you feel like you did something wrong. And that's why they do it, you know, every weekend. Nope. Goodbye. See you later. And I also have been cheated on back in the day too. So, but that's totally different when you're in high school, you know, yeah. than when you're, when you're grown and you're an adult, it's like, it is easier said than done. Like I'm 1000%. It's way easier said than done, especially when you love a person or if you have children with them and married and stuff. But I think at this point in our lives, that person's not going to change unless they realize that they maybe have an addiction or what they need to work on. So that's what I would do. Yeah. At the end of the day, if this is an ongoing issue, that is a him issue, not a you issue. And you need and not to- not a relationship ex- issue. Yeah. And you need to excuse yourself from that situation. I mean, I don't know. I know it's super, super hard, but even if you do have children, I think it's better to walk away from that because- then if you have a son, your son is seeing the disrespectful behavior and he grows up to just repeat the pattern to other women. Yep. And if you have a daughter, she thinks it's okay to be treated that way. You know, yep. children, oh my God, more so than what you say, what you do is what really sinks into their brains. That is what forms their, a lot of times their character, their personality, their behavior. So if your kids are witnessing that time and time again, nothing's changing, I I would walk away from that. And I love that you just said that because my mind doesn't always go to that since I don't have children. I have some mother instincts, I think, but like to actually do, yes. put myself in those shoes of what, you know, my child might see or be hearing, even if they're a baby, you know, the one person you know, male or female might be like, well, they're just a baby. They're not going to remember this anyways. Oh no. They're going to eventually hear it at some point in their life. Maybe not until they're 10 years old or something, but it's going to have an impact. And so you need to show them how you need to be treated the right way. 
100%. And, you know, a lot of times in those situations, too, like, your kids don't want to see you hurt, and it scares them. And the older they get, it just it's so hard for them to see the parent that they love and trust and respect being hurt and disrespected. So it's not a good situation. Yes. All right. So next question. What is one ritual or routine that you have in your day that you cannot skip? So I'll tell you mine. I'm obsessed. I don't even know if I've told you this, Cassie. I'm obsessed with ice rolling. Have you ever heard of that? Well, you left it in my mom's fridge. Oh, so I did tell you. Okay. I'm so obsessed with ice rolling. I started doing it maybe like eight or nine months ago. So you literally just keep this like long thing in your fridge and the end of it's like gets freezing cold and then you just roll it on your skin and it de-bloats and de-puffs your entire face. You could go all the way down to like your chest and everything around your collarbone. And you notice a difference? I notice a huge difference. I do not start my day without ice rolling. I don't leave the house without ice rolling. I'm obsessed with it. So I have the um, Skinny Confidential Hot Mess Ice Roller. It's pink. It's really like, it doesn't feel like chintzy. It's real durable. You'll have to link it for everybody like Oh, I will. Yeah. Yeah. And post a picture of it so they know what it is. I will. I am obsessed. So I do it right after I get out of the shower. I ice roll and then I put my, like you could do a serum, lotion right after. And then I do my makeup. Your skin looks so fresh. It's like the best way to start your day. And it feels good. Ooh, I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. My, my ritual routine is I wake up, I go down and have my 40 ounces of water, 30 to 40. Now I add the salt in. I do do that, even though I, you know, heckled you for it back. I know. Well, uh, we should clarify. It's got to be sea salt or Himalayan salt, not like table salt. Yep. Himalayan sea salt. And the then I have my coffee. And then I usually do some stretching. Like I do yoga a couple times a week. But even if I don't get to yoga like that morning, I still like to do a few minutes of stretching. Like I'll stretch out my hips and like stretch, put my hands up over my head. And that just like kind of like sets my day up. That's smart. Yeah. And then I never used to be a bed maker. And then everybody, you know, said like, you have to make your bed. It's a really good start to the day and it helps you feel good when you get into bed. So a couple of years ago, I started religiously making my bed. Yes, mother, I make my bed. And <laughs> I know right? our parents are yeah. very happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it does make a difference. It really does. Yeah. I'm so surprised. No, I know. A few years ago, Scott was telling me he saw a video of like some army guys, like a speaker now. He said that the best way to start your day is making your bed. It just sets the intention for the day. It's a very small, minimal task that actually makes you feel so accomplished. And then on to the next thing. No, and I like that too when my bed is made at the end of the day. Even if I'm not putting all the throw pillows on, I just put the comforter on. I feel so good at the end of the day when I get into those sheets. I do it with Natalie's bed too. And it really, it, it just helps your whole, helps start your day and end your day really. Those are really good rituals, I think, for us. It takes time to do that. I didn't do it. Oh, my God. I had nothing until probably like a couple of years ago. I used to roll out of bed at 7.50 to be at work at 8.30. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So speaking of that. uh, Yeah, Yeah, speaking of that, I'm looking at question three. I'm like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Question three. Any party girl tips? 
Why don't you <laughs> spill it first, Kath? <laughs> I saw your party girl tip. Mine's a little bit more toxic than yours. So I'm not going to formally recommend this. Nobody listened to me, but this is what I used to do back in the day. All right. So. Oh, wait, wait. We're talking about what we used to do back in the day. That's or totally whatever, or what you do now. I mean, I'm not a part much of a party girl anymore. All right, bring it on. What do you got? All right, so back in the day, I got. You know what though? I'm not even gonna say back in the day because I wouldn't be above doing this now. I just don't have as much opportunity anymore. So if you're doing day drinking, you're going to brunch. You know it's gonna be an all day affair. It's the St. Patrick's Day parade. You know you're fucking starting that shit at 10 a.m. You're drinking all day long and dancing till fucking 4 a.m. I have a tip that I used to do that I'm, again, not formally recommending. Cocaine. (laughs) No, not cocaine. No, I've never done cocaine. Well, maybe once, but no, 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 no. (laughs) Not cocaine. All right, so, Dayquil. Oh, my God. Go to Walgreens. Get yourself some Dayquil. Take one and steadily drink all day long. Don't go crazy on the drinking. Oh, please. I've done this so many times. I've never had an issue. You can't go crazy on the drinking. You have to stay steady all day long. It will keep your buzz completely steady the entire day and night. It is the like funnest thing ever. You are steady drinking the alcohol or steady drinking the DayQuil? I don't drink the Dayquil. I take like one of those capsules and then I steadily drink all day long. So, okay, you're going to the St. Patrick's Day Parade. You know you're going to be drinking all day long to help you keep up your stamina. Yeah, I know. How much of the Dayquil are you drinking is what I'm getting at. I'm not drinking it. I'm just taking one of those capsules, just one of them. That, that. That's what I'm saying. How much are you taking of the Dayquil? Just one I'm capsule? telling you, one capsule. All day long, that's it? Yeah, when you start drinking, just one. Oh, that's not bad. Then I thought you were drinking the freaking bottle. No, ew, no, I would never do that. No, my God, no. <laughs> that's crazy. No, just take a, take your, it's really two. It comes in the, it's one little package. It's two Dayquils. Like you would take if you have a freaking sinus infection, take your Dayquil. Oh, and then, the pill. And then it helps you laugh. Yeah, the pill capsule whatever and then it helps you you last all day long when you were saying capsule i'm thinking you're meaning that's why i kept saying how much are you drinking because of the liquid stuff and it comes with a little cap and you pour it into the cap that's why i kept saying that because i'm like but how much (laughs) don't you know what a capsule is yeah a cap a cap Oh Maybe I should, I should, I guess I just need to stop using fancy words in front of you. I'm kidding. No, bitch. Go look at a bottle of Dayquil. A bottle. Didn't you say a bottle? The word capsule means like a pill with like gel in it. It's like like a liquid See, in I've the pill. I've only ever known of Dayquil to be in the like a bottle? liquid. Yeah. No. I don't usually do li- liquid Dayquil. I, I do liquid NyQuil, but the... Dayquil, I just take the pills. Let me say pill. Will that help you? Thank you. Yes. Thank you for my pea brain. That's insane. I've never heard of that, even though I'm not even judging you because, I mean, I have no right to to judge you for taking Dayquil because I used to do way worse shit. But that's still mind-blowing to me. I've never heard of that. Well, neither did I. I, I, (laughs) Me and my friend Nora, 
I think one of us just had a cold and we were already taking DayQuil and it wasn't going to stop us from doing whatever the fuck we had going on at the time. And we were just kind of like stumbled into this like, whoa, shit, like that was like a lot more fun than it would have been. <laughs> so then we would be like not sick, completely fine. We're like, let's try the DayQuil again. It will keep you going for as long as you want to fucking party. Well, my party girl tip is completely different because I thought we were doing like present day party girl tips. You can do whatever you want. I probably shouldn't share my back in the day party girl ones, but (laughs) my current ones are take liquid IV and drink tons of water. (laughs) Those are mine. It's groundbreaking. I know it is groundbreaking, earth shattering. When we were in Vegas and when we were in Mexico, like I didn't have one hangover because I drank a liquid IV in the morning and a liquid IV at night. So I'm giving you present day 30 plus, if you're 30 Mm -hmm. years old plus party girl tips. And that is, I swear by the liquid IV. I also swear by the Bipox patches, but those are pretty expensive, but those, those work too. Amazing. We were slugging liquid IV in Mexico. I didn't have one hangover Not in Mexico. One hangover. I, I think if you drink it before and after, it really helps. Have you ever heard of the DHM detox vitamins too? It's got like milk. I think you thistle. told me about them. Those are great too. I started taking those because it helps with my migraines. Because sometimes I get migraines when I'm hungover, so I do the detox vitamins. I'll tag, we can tag all this stuff too, if people are interested and the liquid IV. Then I drink, then I do the liquid IV, go to bed. And if I do that, I'm usually in the clear. Okay. Next question. How to deal with a mother-in-law or a significant other's mother who clearly doesn't like you? Have you ever, I know you, your mother-in-law now, you have a great relationship with her, but What about any other boyfriends, mothers? Did you have any issues with them? Well, my my ex, his mother was a tough, tough cookie. I think she came around to liking me, but I always wondered if she actually did. And she was always friends with his exes, too. So it made it a little uncomfortable. I hate mothers that do that shit. That's so awkward. And you guys started dating in high school. So, like, how many exes could he have had prior? What the fuck? You're friends with some 15-year-olds? <laughs> Jesus. Barker. Barker is a really small town. So everyone just sees everybody everywhere. But I don't know. But that's my only really experience. And it was more just so, like, of an uncomfortable thing. Um but I think she liked me. She didn't she didn't hate me or anything like that. So I've never really experienced that too much. And mm-hmm. my mother-in-law right now is amazing. So she is. Your mother-in-law is great. I know. I um well, I don't know if Scott's my in-laws are listening to this podcast, but um I will say this. If you're experiencing issues with your mother-in-law, boyfriend's mother, whatever that may be. I think it's always best to take the approach that your mother-in-law does not have to like you. She does not have to vibe with you. Not everybody vibes with each other. Some personalities just don't match. Just because you're a match for her son doesn't mean that you and her are going to be besties. However, 
this woman does need to respect you. If you are treating her son with respect and you treat him like gold, which I know all our Biblo baddies do, then just know when you go into that situation that that woman does have to respect you. So if she's not showing you respect, that's what I would address personally. If she just doesn't like you, get over it. Who cares? But she's not respecting you. That's something that you do need to address and you need to do it in a respectful manner. You know, we'd love for our guys to handle these situations, but they just fucking don't. I would say don't even bother putting him in the middle. Handle it yourself. That's how I feel. Let him know you're doing it. Don't blindside him because that's not okay and that'll just blow up in your face. But I would let him know, listen, I don't feel respected by your mother and I will be addressing it. Maybe that'll scare him into dealing with it. I don't know. But that's how I would approach it. Yeah, because I feel like the son should. I, I Not to put him in the middle of anything, but I do feel like he needs to be the one. If, like, let's say she doesn't like her because it's a, she feels like she's taking him away from her mm-hmm. or something like that. Or, like, what is the reasoning why? I do feel like it's the son. The son needs to go to his mom and be like, Mom, um, this is the woman that I love Mm -hmm. and we're married or we're getting married and you need to respect her because it's happening one way or the other. And if you don't start respecting her, then that's going to be an issue between me and you. So I actually do think that the son should say something, you know, along those lines. I agree with you. Trust me. I agree with you a thousand percent. The reason why I'm saying it, I'm saying just handle it on your own is because usually in these situations, it's gotten to that point where the girls feel that way because the guys aren't doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if the guy's not doing anything, then I feel like that's pretty shitty. It is shitty. That's why I say, like, you need to go up to your guy and be like, I don't feel respected by your mother and I'm handling this situation. Let him know what's yeah. happening. That might light a fire under his ass to be like, well, no, no, no. Let let me do it. And then if he says it, OK, I'll give you the chance to handle it. And if it continues, I tell him I'm handling this. If I don't feel respected yeah. by your mother or you, maybe I need to reevaluate this relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Because you're with or without him, you're an individual that needs respect by everybody. So you could approach it that way. Yeah. All right. It looks like the next question for me. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to ask it. Okay. Thank you, Kelly, for asking this question because I want answers. Uh, When are you moving back to Buffalo, bitch? And Kelly wrote, okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) So I know, I feel like a lot of people still that have listened or follow us on Instagram or anything still don't realize that I'm not in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, Because they'll ask us to come to events and stuff. And then I'll have to be like, I'm so sorry. I actually am not there. But, you know, we never know what the future holds. We moved to Minneapolis and we fell in love with it. We still are in love with Minneapolis and we thought that we would be here forever because we love it so much. But the last couple of years, the, you know, the older we get, the older our parents get, it seems yeah. like the further we are away. And yeah. then now even more so with our podcast going on. So mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. I hope one day to be back in Buffalo um, or close to Buffalo. 
I know that there is a couple people from work that listen, but it's fine. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Hi, girls. But yeah, I, I think the ultimate goal is to get closer to Buffalo eventually. What that time frame is, I'm not sure. Gotcha. Well, we coming um, back, baby. <laughs> so everybody just harass her until she moves home. That's the ultimate goal here. <laughs> and there is that new um, move back to Buffalo hotline that I love. I I'm going to have to repost one of those things because I feel like they're speaking to me every single time. I know. So I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question, and I'm so excited that we got asked this question probably because of our last episode, but they want to know if we have a favorite designer or, like, a favorite type of outfit that we like to rock on the reg. Yes. Oh, my God. I want to go first. Okay. I love for high, high fashion, Oscar de la Renta. I love Alice and Olivia. Um, That is... Not anything I can afford, never will be unless we're, you know, heading on to a red carpet event one day when we're mega rich, then I'll be wearing an Oscar Oscar de la Renta dress. Mm -hmm. Um, But for stuff that I can afford, I really like a mix. I don't shop just any one place. Anything that I love and is my style and that looks good on me i'm buying whether it's from free people banana republic nordstrom amazon literally yeah. any anywhere target like i will just buy whatever looks good on me and that i'm vibing with and loving my i will say my favorite ever all-time jeans for a lifetime will be good american jeans yeah. um those are my ultimate favorite yeah so and then my fave outfit to wear is i love a heel a jean, a good jean, and a just a great simple top and hoop earrings. You know, I'm all about the hoop earrings. Yeah, I love you and hoop earrings. And you know what they say? Bigger the hoop, bigger the hoe. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I've never Every, heard that. Oh, Chloe Kardashian. But oh, okay. Yeah, and you should hear my 13-year-old nephew, ever since he's been like eight years old, whenever me or my sister wears hoops, he, he <laughs> says that to us. <laughs> you know what? I just ordered hoops from that uh, Aiden Rose boutique that we shouted out a few weeks ago because I don't have any hoops. You and don't I have always any hoops? I really don't. Well, I guess I've got little mini hoops that I got recently, but I, yeah, I wanted some bi- Okay, well, I wanted some big ones. They're in the mail. They're coming. So I'm, I'm actually really excited. Oh, my excited. God. I was going to ask you what you ordered from her, too. I have to order from her soon. I'm going to do it tonight. Yes, of course. I forgot to use the coupon code that she gave us, so I'm going to order something else. But anyways, um, <laughs> I know. I'm like, whatever. Okay, so for me, my all-time favorite designer, and Cassie, I know you know this because I used to send her shit constantly, is Reem Accra. Or Reem, I always pronounce her wrong. Reem Accra. It's Reem Accra. Oh, my God. Yes. I totally forgot about her. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, and Rebecca Minkoff. We both love, too, and I forgot oh, to write that Oh, we down. love it. Yeah. I have some Rebecca Minkoff purses. Yeah. And I love Remacra. I'm so obsessed with her. Blair Waldorf wore Remacra all the time. You guys all know I time. love Blair. I, she oh, my God. Always, of course, this is more like couture. This is not something I'd probably ever be able to afford. But I love looking at it, and I'm so inspired by it. Like, the colors somehow are bright, 
without being loud and just the sparkle without being too sparkly. I don't know. She strikes this perfect balance of like femininity that is just so classic, but also stylish. I I've always been obsessed with and, and her, uh, her stuff. All right, Kath question eight. What's one thing that makes you feel close? And one thing that makes you feel distant to your husband? I know. Let me start with the distant because that's coming right to my head. <laughs> of course, <laughs> negative. Yeah. I got a whole list, but I can think of one. Um, one thing that makes me feel distant from him would be when I'm talking and he doesn't respond to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying oh, yeah. something that's probably intense. Either I'm complaining about something or bitching about something and he just says nothing. Like, not even, like, an acknowledgement of me talking. Like, he'll just Uh be silent. He falls silent, literally, all the time. It drives me absolutely crazy. It makes me question everything I've ever done. It makes me irrationally crazy. And then I just start screaming at him. And he doesn't understand what the fuck's wrong with me. But, we, I mean, him and I have had talks about this. I'm like, you need to say something. And his response is usually, well, I'm afraid to say the wrong thing. Okay, fine, but I'm like, whatever, you need to say something, and I promise that I won't snap at you if you do say the wrong thing, (laughs) but that makes me feel very distant from him because it's like, we're not connecting, you're not, I feel like you're not hearing me, you don't care, like, it just isn't okay, so that makes me feel very distant, and what makes me feel close is when I am like maybe getting a little vulnerable, which is very hard for me to do. Even if he doesn't agree with how I feel or what's bothering me, he'll at least say like, I'm here for you and I have your back. And like, I understand. Like he'll give me a hug or like something like that. That makes me feel so close to him. And oftentimes it makes me not be as bothered as I was with whatever it was that was bothering me, you know? Yeah. Mine is actually very, very similar. So if we have any, (laughs) I know if we have any male listeners, take a big fat note because if we've got male listeners, which I know we do 25 motherfucking percent male, get your notebooks out, get your pencils, write this shit down, get your hot pink highlighter and let's go. Write this down, record this, get this embedded into your freaking pea brain. Yeah. So I've said pea brain twice already. So That's mine. Right. <laughs> Hang on, my nose is running. Sorry. Oh, blow that shit, girl. Let it out. <laughs> I just thought of something. What? Which, which makes me feel distant is because I'm sick. But guess what? I'm still doing everything. I'm still acting like I'm not that sick. So he thinks that I can still and should do everything. But when he's sick, I'm taking care of him. I'm making sure he doesn't have to do a single thing. And so that just popped into my brain because I asked him to do something earlier and he's like, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, it needs to be done today. Fine. I'll do it. I'm just blowing snot everywhere, but it's fine. I'll take care of it, sweetie. Um, (laughs) but what I was going to say that was similar to yours is in what the guys need to write in their notebooks is 
I feel distant when I feel like he's not understanding what I'm saying. I'm not feeling heard. He's kind of brushing it off or maybe disagreeing or making me feel maybe stupid for being upset about something. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's super annoying. And But when it's the opposite of that, it is literally the best feeling in the entire world. And I want to jump his bones. Like, wow, like, thank you. Like, this is all I want. If you did this every time, do you know how magical this would be for your life? (laughs) And again, not saying that they have to, uh, yeah, and not saying they have to agree with every single little thing that we say or anything, but just if we're expressing something and they are truly acting like they listen or maybe they don't even say anything. I know one thing our therapist told us was um, to ask, do you want my advice or do you just want me to listen and give you a hug? Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Isn't that really nice? That's actually really helpful. We forget to do it sometimes, and especially me, because I just want to, like, you know, spew off. But for him, yeah, even if he doesn't say anything other than just, like, it's all right. We'll get through it, or you'll get through yeah. it and give me a hug. Oh, it's like everything. Everything. It totally disarms you when they do that, too. Like, it just makes you feel, like so protected you feel like everything's going to be okay whatever it was that was bothering you it's just like you don't feel so alone I know I I've tried over the years to help Scott understand because I'm so emotional and he's so not emotional like we've had that disconnect for so many years and I've tried to help him understand like like I use my daughter as an example I'm like Natalie is upset about the most ridiculous shit we know that she's four, five, I'm in my thirties. But do you see me telling her that? Like, get over it. It's not a big deal. Shut up. Stop crying. No, I still am there for her, even though I don't agree with the reason why she's crying. I'm still going to validate her emotion. And once she's calmed down, She's not because, you know, when you're in that state, you're up here and you can't think clearly. So once you calm down, then you can talk about it like, okay, honey, well, right. Like not me, not me telling you, you can't have your 10th cookie today is a part of life and it's something that we have to deal with. But if I try telling her that when she's upset, she's not going to hear me and tell me to fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I try to explain that to Scott. Like there's a difference between validating how I'm feeling and agreeing with how I'm feeling. You can still understand and acknowledge, I know this is hurting you and I'm here for you without like signing off on everything I'm upset about. So it's taken some practice with the two of us. It's still... I mean, please, it's so a work in progress. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. It's always a work in progress. Every every relationship, for sure. It is. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Oh, it's from your mom. Do you want to read this one? Should we call her? Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. She would be thrilled. Just call her. See if she answers. Oh, my God. All right. She doesn't answer. I'm leaving a voicemail. Mom? 
Sandra. You're live on air. Everyone. <laughs> what did she say? She said hi, everyone. Oh, hi, everyone. Yep, everybody can hear you. Yep, yep. Yep, so you're live on air. We were just about to um, ask your question, and then Kathleen was like, let's just call her right now. Oh, my God. I was pumping gas. Okay, so question from Debbie Maybach, Cassandra's mother Hubbard. Um, she said, being a 62-year-old, which her birthday's tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy so being birthday. a 62-year-old, listening to you younger girls, why is it such an issue at this point in your life about what other people might be thinking of you or how you look? I feel bad for people who have those thoughts when they walk into a room. If you look good, feel good. Stand tall and twerk, girls. <laughs> well, I will say this. Nothing stops us from twerking ever. <laughs> I don't care what anybody thinks about me twerking. Don't give a yeah, shit we'll about that. twerk. So my question for your mom would be, has she has she always felt that way? Has she always been the type of person where she walked into a room and, and didn't worry about what other people thought of her? Well, maybe not when I was 12 years old because I was ugly and I looked like a boy then. But since I've been an True. adult, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just felt confident and, and I don't. I don't believe I have ever thought what somebody else thinks about me when I walk into a room. Well, bravo. Well, thanks a lot for making us feel worse than we already do. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, girls. My feeling on that is when you guys walk into a room, if you feel as though somebody might be judging Based on maybe you might have one little tiny hair out of place or something like that. <laughs> That's joking. But just say, well, I bet you wish you were me. <laughs> Kath, what do you have to say? A lot of people are like that just naturally. I've never been one of those people. I've always had to work on my confidence and self-assuredness. It wasn't anything that ever came naturally to me, probably because of things that happened in my childhood that we don't have to get into today, but I've always had to work at that. I still have problems with that. Honestly, it's something that I have to uh, keep reminding myself in my head. Like I have worth in this room if you want to use walking into the room example it may not be how you look it may just be you having a little bit of social anxiety when you go somewhere until you get to understand the room and who the people are especially if every single person is a stranger yeah and I feel like for me it's almost more if it's maybe somebody that I know of or maybe somebody I kind of know. Like if it's all strangers, I don't actually get that much anxiety or I'm not worried what people are thinking. Like mine stems from, I think, like middle school, high school, probably maybe some quote unquote daddy issues, which we'll get into an episode further down. But like that abandonment where if you do something wrong, then that person's going to like shun you or leave yeah. you or uh, make fun of you, things like that. So everybody can have triggers on something. Yeah. 
I think for me, because I've definitely always been hard on myself looks wise, even when I was uh, like a hundred pounds, I was so hard on myself. But for me, I feel like I'm always walking into situations. I have historically done this where in my head, I'm, I'm just thinking everybody else is better than me. I've had to like fight those oh. intrusive thoughts my whole life. Ooh. I think that's why I have that issue. Like I just walk around everywhere thinking everybody's better than me. It's not, it's so unhealthy. Did some girl beat you up in high school? No, <laughs> I've never gotten in a fight before. No, this is beyond, this is going before high school. This is like, I, I felt like this my whole life. Oh, well, maybe you should have gotten to a fight. That might have helped. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're getting too deep. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, to do with you being a, a gymnast or something, you know, you got to be perfect this, perfect that, blah, 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 being a little gymnast. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that sport. That sport is mentally very tough, especially for little girls, because you, you're you never, nobody gets the perfect 10. Nobody. You work, you go to practice four days a week, three hours of practice, nonstop, year-round, summers, everything, and no, still nobody gets, it's not like basketball where you, where you get the shot, or baseball where you get a home run, or you know anything. It's nothing like that. You never, ever get to the point that you're working towards. It's very damaging for a little girl so that actually makes a lot of sense thanks debbie yeah that does way to go mom debbie's our armchair therapist today part of the therapy <laughs> mom you're making a lot of noise in the background can you turn down whatever you got going on well i'm just getting out of my vehicle well don't do that because your bluetooth's gonna cut off i turned it off I, oh I'm my on, god i'm talking on the phone now and i opened up the door so all the sound is off thank god all right okay. debbie anything else that you gotta say any last words I uh, know. Good luck, girls. And, you know, call me for any kind of advice anytime. And thank you for answering my question. Yes, absolutely. We were happy to uh, get you on the line, on the hotline. Mm -hmm. on, the, on the hotline. Woo! That's pink. Pink is hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, actually a it was, it's actually a pretty Ricky song, but you won't know what that is. So, okay. We love you, Mom. Okay. Love you, too, girls. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh man debbie answering some lifelong questions for me tonight <laughs> i never thought of that we just solved the puzzle with you there we go save yourself a few hundred dollars in therapy yeah seriously it's all gymnastics which <laughs> i've been complaining about gymnastics you can ask my father i i will give him shit any opportunity i can that gymnastics was a toxic So the quote of the day today, it's going to be a feel-good quote. Just in general, I want you to hear this and be like, oh, hell yeah. So here we go. The universe sends us exactly what we are ready for at the exact time we need it in our lives. Oh, my God, girl. I saw that quote that you posted today, and I was so resonating with that because I think that is so true. Sometimes in life, you just got to let go a little bit and just let be, and things are going to happen how they're going to happen. I fucking love that. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you love it.
Yes. All right. Well, we are wrapping up this episode. This is a lot of fun. I like answering questions. We should I know. Do this this again. was super fun. I, I loved this. And of course, we we got to call in Debbie regularly because that was just that was just so good. She's I fucking wild. love Debbie. That was a that was a tame Debbie. <laughs> oh, trust me, I know that. <laughs> yeah, that was a tame Debbie because maybe next week I read the text of uh, what she said to me about our one episode, but we'll save that for next week. She's so critic. She's our harshest critic, but but we love she, her. She loves our biggest supporter. Okay, yeah. so this week we are shouting out Juliet Beauty. Super, super excited about this shout out because we did a photo shoot for our upcoming merch that we've got coming Hello. out very soon. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. We got sweatshirts. We got tees. We got hats. OM effing G. You guys are going to love it. And we had two of our bestest friends be our models or two of the most gorgeous girls I've ever met, Carrie and Nora. We've mentioned them in a couple of episodes, I think. But um, Juliet is Carrie's girl. She does all things beauty, makeup, lashes, brows, facials, and she did the um, makeup for the girls for our photo shoot. You guys aren't going to, you guys are going to love it. They look amazing. These pictures and this makeup, their hair, oh my God, I couldn't get over. I was in freaking Vegas dying looking at these photos. I'm getting off the plane and I'm like, Carmen's trying to talk to me like, which way do we need to go to get on the tram? I'm like, shut up. I'm looking at pictures of the merch. (laughs) I'm like, priorities, Carmen. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, priorities. And he's like, we got to go. We got to go meet our parents. I'm like, but look at these pictures. They look freaking amazing. And yeah, I just could not get over how good the girls looked. And oh. Juliet, you are freaking amazing, bomb as fuck makeup artist. Holy shit. I, it was just amazing. I'm, I'm speechless. So was I. When they walked into my house to do the photos, the two of them took my breath away with the makeup. Like, Juliet, thank you so much for making our girls look so beautiful. Like, honestly, I could not have asked for a more perfect look for our photo shoot. It was amazing. Thank you so much, Juliet. And also, can we give a little shout out to the photographer of our... photo shoot which is Kathleen Fada oh whoops Mitchell I mean (laughs) I I always say Kathleen Fada but you did amazing with the photos everything turned out perfectly and I can't wait to get these things up on our website and have everybody rocking it rocking all of our merch it's uh I'm so excited Everybody really collabed and put together the styles that day. It, w- it was a great day. And Juliet, you were like the cherry on top of the Sunday with the makeup. I-, I swear to God. If you need your makeup done, go see Juliet. She's awesome. You can find her on Instagram. It's at Juliet underscore beauty underscore NY underscore LA. Well, guys, that's the end of our episode. Please, please do us a favor. We're at 858 followers. The following keeps going up, but baby, we got to get to 900. We got to get to 1,000 and above and beyond, Mm -hmm. but baby steps. We're at 858. Spread the word. Share our podcast to everybody that you meet, everyone that you talk to. Please, please, please have them follow Baron Bilo. Let's get this train keeping on growing and moving along. Follow us, subscribe, so you get all the alerts when our new episodes drop. That's right. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, everybody. Have an awesome week. Woo-woo!
Go Bills! <laughs> Go Bills, baby! <laughs> Ow!